And that's fun. It's fun to be with people who are constantly saying, well, like, what if we did this? Or what if we tried this? There's there's really no avenue you can go down that someone says, ah, you know, we'll give anything a shot once. And I think that in this space, it's a, it's a really fun place to be in for sure. Podcast Junkies, episode 243. Welcome back. I'm your host, Harry Duran. If you're new to the show, it's the one where we search out interesting voices in podcasting, get them to kick back their heels and talk a bit about their shows or whatever else is on their mind in the world of podcasting. Last week, we spoke to Liz Gans. She's a reporter, journalism fellow at Stanford and the product manager at Google. We got a sneak peek of what the team there is working on related to podcasting and learned a lot about Liz's journey and how she ended up in her current position. Really fascinating stuff with some great podcast tips and takeaways. Make sure you check that out. Episode 242. Special thanks to our episode sponsor, Focusrite. Big fans of their 3G line of sound cards and the Scarlett 2i2 has been my go-to for many, many years. I can't say enough good things about the quality and the craftsmanship of the Focusrite and Scarlett line. This month, there's a limited partnership that Focusrite has with Shure. They're offering an SM58 along with a Scarlett 2i2 and a pair of SRH440 headphones at a discount with a few select dealers. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes where you can find the details of this Create and Cast bundle. This week, we speak to another social media influencer. It's Mara Hughes, and she is the social media manager for Meet Edgar. Meet Edgar is a very popular social media scheduling tool that I've been using for a long time, and it was founded by Laura Roeder, herself an inspiring entrepreneur. Mora is the host of Meet Edgar's Social Post podcast, and it's a show that provides social media marketing news, strategies, tactics, and tips for creators and small businesses. In this episode, we discuss best practices for creating engaging social content, the value of audio as a marketing medium, and the importance of listening to your audience's wants and needs. I was interested to hear the impact of COVID on the team and on the client base at Edgar, and we talked a little bit about that. And Mara shared the importance of making the podcast content relatable to your audience, which is a very key takeaway, and I think very relatable to this audience. She discusses how her approach to make podcasts better and best practices and tips for repurposing and sharing content. Lastly, we dive a little bit into what excites more about the future of marketing and podcasting specifically. So again, just like last week, lots of helpful and relevant tips related to promoting your podcast. As always, full show notes are available at podcastjunkies.com forward slash 243. If you enjoyed this episode or past episodes, I'd love it if you leave a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies. This episode is also brought to you by Fullcast. If you're looking for help as a business with your podcast, we offer done-for-you services, coaching and consulting with our done-with-you services. And now we also have the Ultimate Podcast Dojo available. It's a new course and community designed to help you start your own podcast. Additional details at fullcast.co forward slash dojo, D-O-J-O. Make sure you stay to the end of the episode where I reveal this week's retention hashtag. Let's jump into this conversation with Mara. So Mara Hughes, host of Meet Edgar's Social Post podcast. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Junkies. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So where in the world are you in this age of, uh, as of uh, October 28th, recording this in the middle of a pandemic? So I'm always curious where people are, are hunkered down. 
Yes, so I am in Arlington, Virginia, which is about 10 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. Okay. Been here since March. Haven't okay. gone many places like most people, <laughs> but it's okay because it's a good place to live. You've been there since March because of COVID or you just happened to move, right? Yeah, because I mean, I live here full time because of COVID. Meet Edgar is a fully remote company. So what's yeah. nice about Meet Edgar is if I wanted to, you know, go see family in California for a month, I could do that and keep my normal my normal job. But that's not what 2020 had in store this year. Is we're staying close to home base. And I think everyone would do well to adopt a mindset that 2021 may not be that different. So I think the sooner <laughs> we come true. to grips with that, I think just mentally we'll be better off. Because if I think if anyone thinks anything's going to magically happen, and I think it's just human nature, like no one is ready to go to a conference with 3000 people. Sorry, podcast movement. But <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, there's always virtual, we can always, we, yeah, yeah. especially in our space, it feels like you're always learning ways to connect with people no matter what. Yeah. And so what's been the overall impact? And, you know, I, we probably would need a separate podcast episode to talk about, you know, people's experiences in, in COVID, but just what's been the experience for you this past year? You know, for me at Meet Edgar, as in the company, you know, we, like many people, like many small businesses, we did see a drop around April and May when people really started to assess their finances, figure out we are a company that works with small business owners and entrepreneurs and freelancers. So, you know, we did see a little bit of an impact. The thing that I think we found on a marketing side is people who are consuming content. People, we're seeing more downloads on the podcast. We're seeing more visits to the blog, more down, you know, more lead magnets people are picking up. So I think there's a hunger for people trying to, one, make the most of their time. And two, you know, I think what you and I have known for years is that there's there's possibility on the internet. You can build a business on the internet by using your own skills. And this pandemic has made a lot of people think that way and start wondering, well, how can I take advantage of it? Which I think is a great thing. You know, I think innovation that comes out of this hard time will be really fun and exciting to see. Yeah, there's something about uh, resilience. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, insert the yeah. <laughs> like, cheeky quote in there. <laughs> Whatever gets you, gets you through the day. How long have you been on the Meet Edgar team? So I've been with Meet Edgar for about two years. Before that, I worked for myself. So I was a freelancer. I did social media marketing, content marketing for small to medium-sized businesses. And I actually used Edgar. So it's kind of been just a journey of leading my way here, figuring out how to manage people on the internet and manage social media and help people learn that. Talk a little bit about the, about the culture because Media Edgar has been around. Laura's great. I saw her speak a couple of times. She's just a really accessible person, just really genuine in her story. I actually remember when Laura started the social media management tool and it was with Google Sheets. And so <laughs> I remember those early days. And then I, I, if I go back in my email somewhere, I'm probably, I can find the one where she said, I'm starting this tool. And so it's so much fun as an entrepreneur to see people have success and you know get an idea out and then and, and I know she she gives kudos to her her husband who mm -hmm. helped with like a lot of the, the software at the time so that's a that's a great founder story so talk a little bit about how you know from your experience when you joined you know what, what the culture there is like 
Yeah, absolutely. You are absolutely right. Laura is an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. She, for those of you who don't know, she was, she had an info product business. She sold social media courses. She was teaching people how to use social media. She couldn't figure out a tool that worked for her. And so she happened to be married to a developer. And he said, I think I can build you what you need, which is how Meet Edgar came about. It was literally to solve Laura's problem. Meet Edgar is a fully remote company. We have been since the start. We always will be. Laura's actually in England. She's over in London. Our, you know, we're scattered all over North America. And we are a small team. We're a team of, I think we're at 12 now, but we're a small, scrappy team who we're constantly innovating. I think maybe because we were started by an entrepreneur and we are fully bootstrapped, we are constantly trying to think of new ways that we can be work smarter, how we can, you know, double up. I'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about social posts, about how we can be getting, you know, the most out with the team that we have. And that's fun. It's fun to be with people who are constantly saying, well, like, what if we did this? Or what if we tried this? There's, there's really no avenue you could go down that someone says, eh. You know, we'll give anything a shot once. And I think that in this space, it's a, it's a really fun place to be in for sure. How has it been for you being the solopreneur and then coming in and now having like, uh, you know, your Meet Edgar family and what's that been like for you personally? You know what? It's actually been really nice. I think a lot of freelancers and solopreneurs can kind of, you know, say that it can be a little lonely. I know you can build your your network of people and I highly recommend that everyone does. You find your fellow freelancers, you find people in you know, the same industry as you and you make those friends. But at the end of the day, you're the person who is making your business work. And when you have problems or, or you're scared about your business, like there's not too many people to talk about with. It, Meet Edgar, it is nice to have just a team that we're all working for the same thing. We all want to make a better tool for our users. And that kind of collaboration and community, it's just really, really nice. You forget about that. I am the only person in the marketing department, though. So I still have a little solopreneurness left in me. You know, there's a little scrappiness. I have a lot of help for sure. But there is, you know, I think every job you have, you kind of bring in the skills, especially the soft skills to them. And if you're a freelancer, a solopreneur, you're learning so many soft skills right now that you will bring wherever you go in life. Talk a little bit about your personal journey with the podcasting space. Yeah. So our approach to podcasting is a little different. I love podcasts. I, I've been listening to podcasts since I don't know, you know, 2014, 23. It's been a long journey. I listen to them all day long. And at Meet Edgar, we didn't have a podcast. Like I just said, we're a small team. We got to be smart about where we spend our time. But you know, last year, it became really evident that podcasting is, it's here to stay. And it's a great way to reach people. I'm sure you're like me, you just, they're in your ears all day long. You know, oh, yeah. you're doing the dishes, you're driving <laughs> to work or anywhere. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. So we had to get smart with how we wanted to do a podcast. And so our podcast social post is basically the way we upcycle our content. So we knew we were writing blogs every week. We were always going to do that. We built, we were built on a blog, but that's great content that maybe someone didn't want to read, but they could listen to. So like most people listening to this, like you, I'm a huge podcast junkie, you know, for lack of a better word, they are great. And if you're in the, again, if you're a freelancer and you're spending a lot of time by yourself, it's so great to listen to other people. If you're an entrepreneur. There's so much you can learn. I remember listening to Lewis Howell's podcast, like back in 2015, when I go on these runs. So podcasting for me has always been just a smart media, a smart way to get your message out there. 
But at Meet Edgar, we're a small team and we can't, you know, just say, oh, let's just do a podcast and not think about, well, what's that going to do for our business? Or, or is it worth us taking that time? You have to be smart with how you're using the time. So around last year, we knew we wanted to do a podcast, but we didn't know the right way to go about it. So one of the things that we always preach is you have to maximize your content. You need to be smart about how you use your content because there's only one of you. There's only 24 hours in the day. So you can't just constantly be creating. So that was what we took into our podcast social post. We decided, well, why don't we just use this as an upcycle of existing content that we already have? Yeah. So that's where, you know, yeah. I write blogs every single week and we just started reading the blogs. We do interviews for our YouTube channel. We started doing that, putting the interviews on the podcast. So we're getting double duty because some people don't like to watch YouTube or some people don't like to read blogs, but they like to listen to audio. And to me, I just think that's one of the best things about this whole space is you can make it whatever you want. I mean, you don't have to come up with something new every single time. You just have to find the format to put it into. And audio is a great format to be using right now. And so you're, are you leading the interviews, um, all the interviews that are on YouTube? So that is my colleague, Megan. So she is on our okay. CX team. Yeah, you've probably... If you've been around May Dagger, you've probably seen Megan in a video. Yeah. She does all of our webinars. She's like the video queen. I don't love being on video. We're on it right now because I know it's not going to go anywhere, but she does all the video stuff. So, so she will, once we do, once we have that video clip with her interviewing someone for the YouTube channel, we'll take the audio, we'll put it into social post, we'll transcribe it for the blog. So we're really just getting double duty on it or triple duty really at that point, trying to make the most of it. And it's fun. I love seeing that the way different people, you know, consume their content. I love knowing that like different people on our blog that are listening to our podcast, like they might never have been to our website, but that's okay because they're still learning about us. So to the extent that you know all the specifics about it, can you talk a little bit about what it was like getting the podcast set up? Because I know in the beginning, there's a lot of like moving parts and we, we produce, so obviously full disclaimer, like not only do I have podcast junkies, but I have a podcast agency called Fullcast where we produce shows for clients. Mm -hmm. And so I realized like, and I think, New podcasters don't realize like how many steps there are required in starting a podcast. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, there are more steps than I really thought, for sure. You know, I think there's always a learning curve. And there was definitely a learning curve for us. We were fortunate at the time that we had someone on our team who was pretty savvy with podcasts. So he was able to kind of show us the ropes a little bit. But I think, you know, we use Captivate for our podcast. And first time I ever go in there, I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I don't I don't know how to edit things. Like, I, you know, I, I fumbled through so many recordings the first time I was, you know, recording myself talking about the blog and it's hard and I think it's really humbling because if you've been doing something I you know I've been writing blogs for the longest time and I know how to write it but then I I start talking and it was a mess I mean it would take me so long it was crazy it was crazy I was like, this is not worth it but but it is because then you start learning and that's you know same thing with editing it's like you don't really know how to edit in the beginning I don't think and it definitely takes some time I think one of the funniest things I've ever done is if you listen to podcasts, like there's a couple podcasts that have been around for five years, four years. If you go back and you listen to the beginning, you're like, oh, most people were kind of stumbling around. You can see that audio will improve over time. <laughs> I mean, oh, everyone yeah. oh, does yeah. it, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm sure you do because you've done it. You have to just evolve. I think everyone yeah. starts as a, as a beginner, but for sure, really understanding one, have proper equipment 
have that mic, you know, understand, test yourself a couple of times and then be willing to just be a beginner in it. YouTube and Google are yeah. your friends for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's that beginner mindset and also realizing that you're not going to know everything mm-hmm. in the beginning. And even if you've been doing it, you know, a, a year or five years, or we're getting to, to the point where podcasters have been podcasting for 10 years, right? So, but they all have, I think, uh, whether they admit it or not, imposter syndrome and comparing yourself to others. I like to give the example of, of Pat Flynn. Every time he, he does a presentation, he'll occasionally mention his first podcast interview, his pod, first podcast episode, which he sat on for like a year first. He recorded it and then he didn't do anything with it for oh, like wow. a year because he was just like so nervous. And if you listen to it, it has like heavy metal music on it. So like he thought, he thinks, I think he thought that that, that was cool or something. So it's, <laughs> it's, and he just sounds like incredibly like awkward on it. So, but it's fun to hear as a new podcast because no, no podcaster that I know of likes the sound of their voice when they first started recording. So I think it's just, and it bears repeating because regular listeners will have heard this a lot of times, but I think, you know, there's always the new person listening and you should assume that you're not going to get it right the first time and for the first few episodes. And you're just essentially finding like your sea legs and, and you have to keep trying and, and find a rhythm that works for you. Yeah. I love that you say that though, because I know the the first time I ever listened to myself on audio, I was like, Oh, well, that's what I sound like. Like it's it's a little jarring to be honest with you. So it's kind of refreshing yeah. to hear like, oh, everyone kind of feels that way. It's not a natural thing to listen to your own voice through a recording. But yeah, I think you're so right. It's you got to stumble around a little bit, but there's no one is a natural. I mean, some people I think are natural interviewers. Some people are natural editors, but no one has like the whole full podcasting thing. I don't think anyone's born with it. It wasn't a thing, you know, for most of our lives. So Figuring it out one step at a time, that is certainly the route we took. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because the only thing you could compare it to is radio. Mm -hmm. And so back in the days, radio was like, oh, you'd be in radio and that's how you would get the experience behind the mic. The other beauty about this show is that because it's a podcast about podcasting, I'm okay with like leaf blowers in the background because I'm just like, okay, like literally like I want everyone who's a podcaster has had that moment where like the dog jumps into your lap Mm -hmm. or like the mailman comes in the middle of a podcast or FedEx comes. And so I love like kind of when I hear noise like that because I'm like, okay, cool. I don't, I'm not NPR. I'm not trying to be like the perfect show. And it's reassuring for the listener to just know like, okay, like, you know, we, we, it's like the duck on the pond, like mm-hmm. super calm at the top, but underneath, like the legs are like going like this. <laughs> that's and exactly that's like, right. my, <laughs> and every podcaster has got their, like, they always say, um, they call it business up top, party down below, because mm-hmm. they've got their collared shirt or their nice blouse, but they're wearing like boxers on, like, <laughs> while they're on these, like, Zoom calls and these podcast interviews. <laughs> Which <laughs> so, everyone is familiar with now. At some points, so everyone has done that in the last six months for sure. And then, uh, Okay, what you have to make sure is like you don't get up in the middle of your <laughs> call. Turn You're just your like, oh, you can- <laughs> that's an important lesson for yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I think it's just, and I think you may have discovered this as well. People are searching for human connection, mm-hmm. and so genuineness. You know, a couple of like flubs along the way just endears you to your listener and. and makes it feel like, uh, you know, in term, in probably the same way in terms of how you address topics, you know, like letting people know, like, this show is not just for experts only, mm-hmm. right? And, and so can you talk a little bit about how you think about the topics that you talk about in a way that's relatable? 
Yeah, you know, we are really lucky that we have a huge community. Our users are fantastic. They ask us questions, they give us ideas, they tell us what they want to know. And that's where I base all of our content planning off of, whether it's for the podcast or an email or anything. It's really listening to it's not what I need and it's not what I think I should be saying. It's really what I'm hearing from our community. I think if you're a content creator of any type, if you're a podcaster, you should always listen. Like, what does your audience want? I mean, they, they're the commodity. They are the ones who are going to help you be better because if you answer a question for them, they'll share it with their people. And it's a lot easier, I think, once you start kind of building that community, whether it's on social media, whether you have an email list, really starting to, to listen to what people have to say, to listen to the questions they're asking you, or just asking them questions, you know, what do you guys want to hear? What what are you working on right now? You know, I mean, we we love to ask our audience those things because that way I know, okay, the people who love us, I'm going to talk to them and, and they'll end up attracting others, but you're not going to be for everyone. We actually do. We're kind of across the board. We have some people, they are beginners. They haven't even launched yet. We have mm. other people like yourself in our community who have, you know, they've been around and they know the trick. So there is a little bit of balance, but I constantly go back to what does my community want to hear? What are they telling me they want to hear? And, and then we go from there. So speaking of the community, are there any names that come to mind? Because we always, and on my show, like I can think of super fans' names. Mm-hmm. I think of folks like Susie and Patrick, <laughs> and like I always go to them because they're just the ones that like engage a lot with my audience. So I'm wondering if you're thinking about long-term Meet Edgar users or, or people that you've you've connected with in the community. Yeah, we definitely have some people who have been with us from the beginning, who have been with us since, you know, since year one, who followed Laura even before that. And I love that, you know, I love knowing, you know, like Jenna has been around forever. And those are the kind of people that it's fun because they grow with your business. And sometimes, you know, they'll share screenshots of our old, of what the Edgar used to look like. And it's just funny. That's kind of what I think I think every, I think podcasting is, again, I'm going to use this word again, but it's a community, right? Like we're all trying to create communities. You're not just trying to get listeners. You're trying to get people yeah. who, yeah. who support you and believe in you. And what's nice about that, especially in this medium is we're talking one-on-one. It's very intimate, right? And so yeah. if someone's yeah, yeah. listening to this, it's coming straight into their ears. It's very intimate. So they feel like they know you, Harry, like your audience knows you and they support you. And this is a really good lesson, I think, that I learned from Laura. If you build that community and you listen to them and you give them content they want, they will follow you through all different, you know, iterations of your career. Laura's on her third business now, you know, and she still has people who bought her social media courses, signed up for Meet Edgar, Mm -hmm. and now they're using her new paper belt because they feel like they know her and they believe in her and they root for her. And I think that's what a lot of us do on our podcast is people want to know you and they want to cheer for you. What's the new project Laura's working on? It is called paper bell. So it's a coach. It's a site for coaches to kind of book and sell their packages. Oh, nice. Yeah. We'll make make sure we have a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think about ideas on how to make the podcast better? Oh man, (laughs) what a great question. (laughs) You know, there are so many ways for, for our podcast, social posts, there's so many things we could be doing. I know that would get it better. And again, another great lesson. If you work on a small team or if it's just you, you have to be patient. You have to know you're playing a long game, which is how I feel about our podcast. I don't have to do everything right away. 
I would love to have more conversational things on there. I would love to have more of our team on there. You know, I'd love to have Laura featured more on there. There are so many content ideas. I think it comes to when it comes to a podcast, we could definitely finesse our promotion strategy a little more. (laughs) Um, We're actually working on that right now. So that's been a big thing of, well, now that we have this podcast, how are we going to keep getting it out to people? What do we need to be doing with our guests? Those types of things. The list is very long (laughs) in, in short. But again, like I said, when I think of our podcast and maybe a lot of other people do, it's not our sole business. So just getting the downloads and just getting the subscribers isn't always the metric I need to look at. I always need to know, well, how does this connect back to growing the brand and growing the users of Meet Edgar? So when I prioritize things, I tend to prioritize it like that. So right now the promotion strategy is taking front and center because, well, if I I get my podcast in more people's ears, then they're going to know more about Meet Edgar. And that's raising the brand awareness, which is one of our key objectives. So that's how I think about like prioritizing. I think if you're creative, you're always gonna, I would actually love to know for me, like there's gotta be a million things that you always want to do. There's never no short of a shortage of ideas. I'm assuming. No, I think it's just people think there's a magic bullet for how to get a podcast found like everywhere. Like, what do I need? What's the thing I need to do? And I'm like, you know, how much time do you have? And, you know, how much ink is in that pen? Because I'm going to give you probably like 100 things to try. And for some people, some things will resonate more with others. So I could give the same list of 100 tips to someone and, you know, the first 20 would work better than like for someone else, the last 20, because it's like, where's your strengths? Like if you're an outgoing personality, maybe you can do like an Instagram story Mm -hmm. to say, hey guys, my new episode is out, like go check on it. And like, you know, I always say like, some people are prolific writers, like and they can write 3000 word blog posts. And that's why they're blogging every week, or they have a Substack newsletter. <laughs> you know, some people are comfortable in front of a camera, and, and they can, you know, this, I don't know how they do it personally, but they can show up every day on an Instagram live and like with, with a different outfit. And like, I'm just like, I don't under Yeah, I just, you know, maybe it's a sign of my age. I just recently turned 50. So I'm just like, I'm not, I don't know. It feels like I just can't like there's, <laughs> and then TikTok is just like, uh, you know, there's, so there's mm-hmm. other platforms. There's just like, so where's your strengths? Yeah. And some people just like talking like, and that's why I think I early on gravitated towards podcasting. Cause it's like, you don't have to have camera on mm-hmm. and you can just talk. And I like having, like, I like the medium of, uh, I like interview based specifically because mm-hmm. solo is, is also its own beast you know because you have to like think about what to say and mm-hmm. you feel like you're talking into space and you're just like is anybody listening <laughs> yeah. and so I, I just love the dynamic of having someone to work off of and just being able to relate to the person and see what you know it, it helps me be more attentive mm-hmm. it helps me like work the curiosity muscle mm-hmm. and saying like i just want to learn about this person and then i always you know i ad nauseum remind the listeners there's three people in the room for every conversation it's it's the host the guest and the listener and the listener that's a great yeah. point yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, when it comes to like promoting, especially like our podcast social post, you know, that's our big thing right now. We're figuring out different ways we can promote it. That's a great marketing point. There's no silver bullet. Like there's just, there's no, I, people, I know people want to hear it and it's, it just doesn't exist. You know, there's so many things you can try and you really got to, you know, figure out, lean into your strengths and also what the people are telling you. You know, you're going to be able to know if you really like Instagram, great. Make sure your audience is also on Instagram. They probably will be if, you know, they like you already and they're already following you. But I think for people who go in cold and who start a podcast and they want a huge audience, like you got to grow little by little and, and follow them. Like it's like breadcrumbs almost. Yeah. 
And also realizing that people have a platform that they're comfortable, mm -hmm. like, residing in or spending their time the people the people that spend their time on twitter are different than the people that love being on instagram yes. and that are different than the people who like watching youtube videos <laughs> and are different than the people who like reading so i always say you know it's hard to think about but try to have at least a presence you know mm -hmm. you don't have to be like active in all those but at least post your content on each of those platforms mm -hmm. once at least once when an episode goes live so to that you know natural segue into the scheduling so I'd say we have that, a perfect that, tool that. for that <laughs> <laughs> so can you talk about how you think about especially for solopreneurs mm -hmm. like we're trying to do so much so why not use a tool like meet edgar to you know help with the heavy lifting and think you know how can i make myself look mm -hmm. like i'm on available and i'm scheduling at different times so i'd, I'd love for uh, you to share some of the best practices yeah. when you think about you know, repurposing and sharing content. Absolutely. So there's a couple of like tenants of Edgar that we totally believe that I think everyone should think about. So the first one is this idea of when you come up with content, you don't need to think, well, I need to post Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like that, that you're just going to be in a constant cycle if that's how you're thinking about like, well, I have to just come up with five posts for the week. Instead, think about the things you want to be known for the topics that you excel in and make those we call them categories. People call them topics, you know, people, there's all types of words for them. For about, I'll just use categories. So your categories are your expertise. So for you, it'd be promoting your podcast, obviously, maybe, you know, promoting your other company. And maybe one is quotes, quotes from all the people you've had on this podcast. And then another might just be sharing other people's podcasts. So those are four different categories of content that you have. And the more you share them, the more you become known for those things, right? So we have a category that shares our blog posts. That's our blog post category. But we also have a category that shares Laura quotes because Laura is a huge part of Beat Edgar. She's a huge part of the draw for us. So you have to think like, well, what are the things I talk about all the time? Or what are the things I want to make sure my audience knows I'm doing? And that's how you can build your schedule. So it's not thinking time-based, it's thinking topic and category-based. Because if you start thinking like that, then you're just going to build up a library of content that makes you seem like an expert in all these different areas. So building your schedule, not based on time, but based on these categories. And then also not being afraid to reshare things. Now you have a podcast, so you probably know this. You could show this podcast one time and five people would see it because algorithms are nuts. They make no sense these days. Yeah. People are busy. People are trying to cut back on their social media. Everyone's on a different time schedule. If you're only sharing something one time, whether it's your newest podcast episode or a deal that you want, you know, a sale that you're having, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And lots of people are scared that they're going to be just salesy and like repetitive or like spamming I just spamming spamming yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like well think about like you can promote the same thing but do it in different ways so when you tell a story if you have like a favorite story that you love to tell like how you met your partner or you know found the time you found like your dog you probably don't tell the story the exact same way every time it's the same thing with social media like you can promote your podcast episode with the link to the podcast, or you could use like an audiogram of us talking, or you could use an image of us, you know, of me or you, or, you know, you could use the part of the video. And that's four different ways that you can get your podcast, you can share it, that doesn't feel repeated, like it doesn't feel spammy and repetitive. And also, on, I think when Twitter cut down a couple of years ago on repetitive text, yeah. like that was a big wake up moment for everyone, because they were just 
putting the same exact copy, mm-hmm. sending it out like you know five times a week, you know five times a day, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> you know, yeah. for the whole week, and then Twitter's like, uh, 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 like can't do that anymore. So, and I think Edgar started. I know you guys had mm-hmm. to like every other scheduling tool. They're like, what, we got to figure something out here. <laughs> yeah. And then you allowed the ability to sort of recycle and, and refresh and yep. kind of play around with the words, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So we call creating variations. So again, like your stuff is not going to be seen by everyone in your audience the first time you post it. And that's okay. That's a point of social media. What you can do is rely on your category. So you're not posting the same thing back to back to back. Instead, you're mixing it up and sharing a little bit of everything. But then you are resharing the most important content that you want out there. Don't be afraid to post your older like your older episodes, you should always be reposting. Like even if they are that to our point earlier, yeah, you might sound you know, the audio might be not as great. But you're audience is constantly growing. So if someone just started following you yesterday, they don't know what you did six months ago. Don't deny them that opportunity to listen. Instead, just reshare it. These are a little painful for me sometimes because it's like <laughs> the cobbler's kids always have the crappiest <laughs> shoes because I'm just like, ah, man, I know you're, you're right and I know I should be doing that. So sometimes I get into these waves. I'm like, yes, there was a point where I was taking older episodes and I was adding like a black and white old timey filter and like throwback Thursday, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, it, and I was I was sharing those and I, I think I had them scheduled in uh edgar as well so every thursday it would pull because i call it the hopper yeah like it just pulls from the hopper and Mm -hmm. just like every thursday like get a couple of tinder and i think now because i'm at 240 episodes (laughs) i probably have to pull more every thursday than just one or Mm -hmm. else i'll never get caught up but an idea that i had is when you produce podcast episode create your graphic for that episode but go ahead and create your throwback thursday version of it now Yes. And go into Edgar and schedule it six months from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, on it. And like, and so I was just like, because I'm always like, how can we do more with, you know, w- with scheduling tools and, and like using the tools to their advantage? So I think I need to revisit other ways that I can put those best practices into use in a way that doesn't make it more work. If you do a lot, if you do planning ahead of time, this is something probably you guys preach, but if you do more planning ahead of time on how you want it Mm -hmm. to appear, you can appear to be like really active on social, you Mm -hmm. know, with very little work and just a little bit more planning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just really what works best for you. I will tell you the nice thing about Edgar is we keep all of your category or your posts. So all of the content you create, you put into Edgar, it lives in your library. You can edit it, you can add to it, and then you can put it back into your schedule. So to your point, when you want to go back and add some more variations or mix up the images or videos or whatever, they're all in there already. But yeah, I mean, you know, guys, I think that's one of the things you do need to think about. Like, I know a lot of people don't want to do scheduling because they're afraid that platforms don't like it, which is not true. Platforms love scheduling. You know, they there's no decrease in reach or anything when you use scheduling tools. What it is, is it's being smart with your time. And if you plan out your content and you think, I'm going to use these categories, I'm not going to be afraid to reshare older things. So I'm making sure I'm posting at least once a day. You put everything into Edgar, you turn Edgar on and he handles the rest. You've saved yourself, what, 10 to 20 minutes every day? My advice to everyone is use that 10 to 20 minutes to go into social media and actually engage with your audience. Mm, Yeah. Look at who commented, look at who liked, you know, look at who is retweeting your stuff, start some, you know, conversations with them because that's the power. So if you're spending your time engaging, Edgar's spending his time sharing your content, then it's a one-two punch without any extra time. And that's where it gets really, really cool. And people are like, 
this person's always on social, you know, how are they doing any podcast? Cause they're just on social all the time. They were just chatting to me an hour ago and they just shared a bunch of stuff, you know, 10 minutes ago. That's how it works. And you don't have to like, just keep Twitter open all day long, which can be a time suck for sure. It's so funny because you mentioned schedule it in Edgar and Edgar will go do the work for you, which is a reference to your mascot. <laughs> What's his name? Edgar's an octopus. His name is Edgar. Edgar, actual, is yeah. Edgar. So I have to ask if you've seen the Netflix special, The Octopus Teacher. No, I haven't, <laughs> but a few people on the team have. So I think I need to check it out. Octopi are very fascinating creatures. Oh, my God. That, I'm convinced they're aliens. Uh, <laughs> they're, they do kind of look like They're super intelligent. Mm-hmm. And if you see some of these YouTube videos where they're like climbing out of like yeah, they I, like climb out I, when, yeah. <laughs> I can't, my, my girlfriend's convinced me, but I, I, that's why I, I don't eat them anymore because I just like, because <laughs> I'm smart. like, we're like pesca- we're pescatarians now. And so now we're trying to wean our way off the red meat, obviously. Yep. And, and so just on fish, but even like an octopus, I'm like, I can't. And it's, and then after you watch that movie, you definitely won't be able to. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, <laughs> I will so, definitely so, check that out. <laughs> they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful and they're so smart. So yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the octopus. Yeah, they're family. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and now once you listen to this, you'll just like see and hear octopus, octopi everywhere. Like once I started working at Edgar, I was like, God, people talk about octopi a lot. Yeah, it's probably its own. It's probably a podcast about that. <laughs> Please, there always is. <laughs> when you think about this, is so important. About I talk about it as the life of a tweet. Like mm-hmm. when we promote shows for clients, we post it five times, at least five times mm-hmm. during the week. So the date episode goes live, and then the five times like Monday through Friday. Yep. Because I tell people, like, just a tweet with text, mm-hmm. like, it's probably like a waste of time. Like, it's so fast. It's mm-hmm. like a, like, just this waterfall of tweets. Yep. And you, if you think someone's going to magically, like, see that text, unless they follow very few people, because <laughs> yeah. if you're following any number of people, you're going to see a lot. So I like using lists mm-hmm. in Twitter. Yeah. So that I can see people that I follow, which is really, it yes. kind of helps to categorize my stream. But then also, so better than that would be a graphic mm-hmm. with a tweet. Yep. Next step would be an audiogram. Mm-hmm. The and the next step would be audiogram with captions. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, there's so many different ways you can do it. And, you know, I think the thing is just always be experimenting. Like if you want to be in marketing and if you want to do social media, like you have to be open to the fact that like some things are going to do better than others. And that's okay. And that's super normal. And what you can do is then look back and say like, oh, well, why did it do better? Is it because I just posted the link and people could click it easily? Or is it because I posted an image and people noticed it more? You know, just really be willing to experiment and don't be afraid that that people are just going to hate you. Like they're just, your community loves you. And You're if, overthinking. If yeah. they see something <laughs> twice, they're not going to bother about it. They're just not going to click it this time. I mean, that's really, yeah. that's really gets the heart of it. And you're finding them where they're at. So I tell people, like when I promote an episode, I literally post it on our Facebook group, Mm -hmm. my Facebook page, my Twitter account, my LinkedIn company page for the podcast that I've created, (laughs) my personal LinkedIn page. I send them, I mention it in my newsletter Mm -hmm. and Instagram. (laughs) And so we also create a medium post (laughs) and I post it on YouTube. And so it's just like, and you think like, well, I'm bombarding people. It's a little bit of an ego check because the reality is people are not like waiting for you to like release a podcast episode. Sorry to tell it's, you that. Like they're not, just, they're not just sitting there's like, I can't wait till Mara releases something. I'm just like anxiously waiting to see what she's, you just have to catch them in that moment because mm-hmm. we're all, I, I mean, I see it myself. I Even podcasts that I want to listen to, 
I don't necessarily see when they publish a new episode. So yeah. I, I see it in their newsletter. Or I see that they mentioned in a tweet. I'm like, oh, okay. So to your point, like use Edgar's many tentacles yeah. to like make you available. On. So to that point, which are, uh, for those that are new to mm -hmm. Edgar, which are the platforms that you can post on? Facebook, which includes Facebook groups, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Pinterest. Yes. And Pinterest is relatively new. What, can yeah. you, how, what are you seeing there in terms of uh, how people are using it? So we just launched Pinterest a couple of months ago. We worked with the Pinterest team to build this integration. And Pinterest is a huge opportunity for everyone. I think it's very untapped right now. One of the things we're seeing actually a lot is video pins, which includes audiograms, do very well. Pinterest wow. really likes them. They do very well in the algorithm. So promoting your podcast on Pinterest makes perfect sense. Pinterest people are looking for something specific. They're looking at their how-to, or they're looking to plan something. They are planning in advance and they need information. So if you have a podcast episode that's about, you know, doing your Black Friday sale, or I don't know, it could be anything, like people are probably looking on Pinterest for that stuff. It's it's a very much a search engine-y type platform, which is important to think about. For content marketers, it's a huge opportunity for sure. And then you would just put the link to you, either your subscription link or your website link mm -hmm. in the pin so that when people see it, it's been a while since I've been in there, but yeah. uh, you can redirect people. Yeah. So you definitely need a link to whatever you want, whether it's like your page for an episode or a page for, you know, your product or your blog or whatever, you need a link to send something. So that's how Pinterest, I mean, if you think about it, like Facebook doesn't like people leaving their site, so they don't really like links. Pinterest wants people to leave their site. They really want people to find pins and get off their site and go somewhere else. So if you are trying to get more awareness to your website, more traffic, more subscribers, things like that, like you definitely want to be experimenting with Pinterest and seeing how it can work for you because it's not just for fashion and, you know, recipes as, is what a lot of people think. It's grown so much and Pinterest is really, really working to, they want their people to be successful on there. They want you to be on Pinterest and to see traffic from Pinterest. So they're going to teach you all the best ways, which I think is great. And, you know, not every platform does that, as we all know. Yeah, that's an important distinction because Facebook rewards and LinkedIn, they reward people for keeping them on the platform. And I think Pinterest was born out of a curation site for mm -hmm. pointing people outside to like, oh, look at this cool thing. And then here's where you would go to buy it. And look at this cool thing. Here's where you would go to consume it. Mm -hmm. So that's an important distinction that I think people sometimes forget. Yeah, absolutely. And on Pinterest, you're not competing with people doing their own personal stuff. So like when you're on Instagram, you're competing with you know, your friend's cute baby or, you know, somebody's puppy or some, you know, you're competing yeah, against people's personal needs. And on Pinterest, that's not a thing. They're there looking yeah. for information. So yeah, it's not like a social. It's not. They don't network. think of themselves it, as a social platform. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to Pinterest and saying, I'm drinking here's, my coffee. This yeah. Morning. Here's a picture <laughs> of my cocktail or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Very good point. Yeah. Those are very, very helpful tips. I think I even I'm we're going to make sure I revisit and check out what we're doing uh, for, for this show and <laughs> mm -hmm. for our client shows as well. Just kind of just leverage the 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 tools to their best capacity. Yep. And the life of a pin is much longer than the life of anything else. One mm, last thing. So you can pin point, it today and point. still see traffic in six months, which oh, nice. is amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm off uh, my, my yeah. pinch <laughs> What has you excited either from a marketing perspective or mm -hmm. podcast perspective, you know, when you think about the, you know, the upcoming or next year, you know, in terms of planning? 
Oh, man. You know, just put your, your marketing hat on now. Gosh, so many things. I think from, I think from a marketing perspective, people this year have had their world rocked and they are open to a lot more things. And I think that's a great thing for any type of marketer. People want community. They want reassurance. They want to feel good. They want things that make them feel good. They want them. They want things that, you know, let them know that like there is a brighter day coming. And if you're a marketer, that's great because you can experiment with so many different things of pulling people in and building that community using social. People are using social in a smarter way now, and they're going to be very picky about who they let in their feeds. And it's not going to be just anybody. It's going to be the people that make them feel good and that teach them something, that make them laugh, that give them some type of value. So think about that. You know, think about the content. Like we always say, be very intentional with your content. Think about what you're putting out there. I think we're moving more in that direction of intentional content creation, intentional marketing. Like People are closing down all types of things. They don't want to be on Facebook. They, you know, they don't want to follow just anyone. Yeah. They want to follow people for a reason. So that I think is one thing. Podcasting, honestly, the world just seems brighter and brighter every time I think of podcasting. Like what I love about podcasting is there is no ceiling. There could, you just said earlier, there could be a podcast for octopus. I'm like, I hope there is. And I bet they have a huge niche following. Like, oh, yeah. And that to me is the exciting thing is that podcasting is growing and more people are leaning on it and more people are learning about it. Bigger brands are getting into podcasting. And you don't have, like, if you think about it, like, I know there are like limited series podcasts. How cool is that that you can be like, let me do a limited series podcast because I don't yeah. want to commit to doing it, but twice a year, I want to teach my people something new. Yeah. and do something for six weeks. I like to think of it as an, I call it like an audio brochure. Mm -hmm. Like when you, because some people get a little stressed out. They're like, oh, I got a podcast like forever. I'm like, no, just do eight part series. And then <laughs> yes. if you want to teach, if you want to send people to yourself, send them to like the eight part series of your podcast. And it's evergreen. If you make the content mm -hmm. evergreen, it'll be there forever, you know, like, and whether they find it tomorrow or three years from now. I love that. I love that so much. I just think audio as a medium is becoming more mainstream and when that happens, the more fun things people start doing and experimenting with it. And I think that I'm excited to kind of see how that grows in this industry. Very good. So a couple of questions mm -hmm. as we wrap up. What's something you've changed your mind about recently? Oh, gosh, <laughs> that's a hard question. This is silly, but it's a TV show on Netflix. Okay. And it was called The Haunting of Bly Manor. And I didn't mm. want to watch it because I thought it would just be scary. But there's actually like a bigger storyline. So I totally changed really? my tune around that. Yeah, it's, it is scary, but it's not just like a horror thing. Like gory scary. Yeah, exactly. There's more to it. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I've seen it. I do not like and do not understand horror <laughs> movies. I Especially the bloody ones. Like I grew up in the days of like Halloween and Jason. Yep. And like, you know, it's kind of scary. But like now they're overtly like gory. And I just don't like that. <laughs> like and then the, the whole true crime wave in podcasting is also yeah. disturbing. Like there's a whole, so that's probably a topic for another podcast discussion. <laughs> but yeah, I'll give that a shot. And I like asking that question because it doesn't have to be podcast or marketing it's related. It's a good question. So what's ever top of mind. Yeah. And what's the most misunderstood thing about you? About me? Yeah. Oh, more good questions. I am very introverted. So I think people tend to think when they meet me that 
I'm just really shy or I'm not really interested, but I'm sure lots of people listening are probably introverts as well. It's like actually the opposite. Like I'm just shy usually because I just want to hear what you have to say, which is why this is different. I'm not used to being asked so many questions, but yeah, I think being an introvert, you just, you got to get a lay of the land and then you let yourself come out a little. So people are always surprised when they meet me a few times like, oh, you're actually way chattier than I thought. (laughs) I just had to get used to you. Yeah, so funny. And I think what I find is that I'm really extroverted. I think I've heard the term socially extroverted. Oh, wow. Which is basically like where you're in social settings, you're like, you look like you're a total extrovert. But then when the conference is done and you're Mm -hmm. back home, you're just like back in the cave and just like, okay, like I need a break from people. And so I find that to be a case with a lot of people as well. Yeah, you need that downtime for sure. Yeah. Well, Mar, the, the time flew by. Thank you so much for opening up, sharing your story. I think it's relatable to, always to people to hear origin stories, like how you got to where you, where you got to. And, and especially with what you're doing at Meet Edgar, I've been a fan of, of Laura's for since the beginning. Very, <laughs> I can actually say from the very beginning, pre-Edgar. <laughs> and so it's exciting to see that she's continuing to build that sense of community and family within the team as well, and just continuing to root for what you're doing. And I'm glad we got that opportunity to get a peek behind the curtain of What's what, what you guys are working on? Yeah, it was great to be on. It was great chatting with you. I will chat podcast with you any day of the week. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, if, if you think of anything else related specifically to podcasts, I think what we what we shared here is relatable to anyone who's posting content and specifically mm-hmm. for anyone who's promoting podcast episodes as well. So we'll make sure we provide all the links in the show notes. And then uh, where's the best place for folks to go to learn more about the podcast, Edgar, or you? So on the podcast is Social Post. P-O-S-T. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all you know, all the big ones to share. To learn about Meet Edgar, find us at meetedgar.com. And we're at Meet Edgar on all the social sites, every single one. And for me, you can find me through Meet Edgar because I manage all of the, all of the accounts. So you can always DM us in and you will be talking to me. So feel free to say, hey, Maura. Well, thanks again, Maura. Appreciate you taking the time. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you. All right, you too. Thanks again to Marv for coming on the show. Always appreciated. Full show notes available at podcastjunkies.com forward slash 243. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. Cedarsoil.com for his list of amazing music. Tune in next week from the conversation with Rush Johns, host of Pirate Broadcast. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Focusrite, and their awesome line of gear, specifically the 2i2 Pro. Podcastjunkies.com forward slash Focusrite. Podcast production and marketing provided by Fullcast. Sign up for a free podcast brainstorm at fullcast.co forward slash chat15. And if you've made it this far, no doubt you're looking for this week's retention hashtag. Let's go with Meet Maura. That's M-E-E-T-M-A-U-R-A. And you can tag Maura at Maura425 on Twitter and us at podcast underscore junkies. Thanks for all you do to support the show. Talk to you next week. <laughs>